And welcome back, everyone, to Radio Arma. It's been two weeks since uh, the last talk with uh, our friends at FK Gaming. And today, a new recording with uh, with uh, also an, uh, a big unit, I believe. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, Frostbite is with us today to talk about it. We'll be interviewing uh, him on his own unit, which is Echelon International. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That's right, Flash. Cool, perfect. Hi, man. Welcome on the show. Uh, and uh, I'm very pleased to have you. How are you? I'm fantastic. No, thank you for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. As usual, we, uh, as you all know here at Listening, we uh, interview uh, units, modders, and that kind of thing. So if you like the show, push the the like button, whatever platform you're you're listening that on, and, and uh, feel free to react in the comments or in um in i don't know on twitter that kind of thing we we're always very pleased to discuss things with uh all of you listeners uh and today well echelon international uh we'll be talking about you first frostbite um so how old are you if that's not too personal oh super super personal flash no, I'm, just <laughs> uh, I'm 26 Okay, 26, and you've been picking up Arma since when? When have you been starting? Oh, gosh, um, probably around uh, Operation Flashpoint times and playing on and off. Uh, really really got into it around Arma 2, and mm -hmm. uh, when Arma 3 came, especially when uh, when Zeus came out, that uh, that entire update, I was right into it. It pretty much makes it into a, a game master game, and I love that sort of thing. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in details because I know that's a main feature in your, uh, in your community. So uh, yeah, you'll you'll give us more detail about this Zeus feature. Oh yeah. Um, so what's your role in the community? I believe it's your community. You created it. That's the one. Yeah, uh, I created it. I'm the director there, so uh, a lot of the uh, decisions do come uh, come past me. But uh, I make sure that the uh, that the guys have quite a bit of uh, a leeway on on how things are run. But uh, no, yeah, I'm uh, I'm the director there. Cool. And so how so that's your position in the community. What's your position in game? What what are you squad leader? Just a a, a rifleman, or are you the Zeus? What kind of position do you take inside the game? And that's the beauty of it. Uh, depending on the day, I'm everything from a, a regular uh, team member all the way up mm -hmm. to the director inside the game, the Zeus, and everything in between. Uh, I generally like to Zeus or uh, be the actual, so the platoon or, or company commander. Okay, so more into organizing the actual game or, or actually leading a, a, a team. So do you have someone take over the... Uh, the Zeus uh, for you when you're not Zeus? Is that it? That's right, actually. So everyone gets to schedule their own Zeus operations uh, as long as uh, you know they know the uh, the basics, go quickly through the manual. And mm -hmm. they're actually the director. They're the head honcho on the ground. What they say, it is their operation. They're the dungeon master. They're the game master. They 
take the shots. If uh, that that's cool, that that yeah. gives a lot of freedom to anyone in the community. Basically, if if you have the basic knowledge of, of uh, Zeusing, you can organize your own event. Is that it? That's right. That's exactly it. And uh, if you want to try yourself at junior leadership or senior leadership, we don't actually have a, a solid roster except for big campaign operations. Um, where you could actually just hop in and you could be a squad leader, you could be actually, you could be a team leader, whatever you feel for the day. Sometimes I like to just go down and be a regular uh, team member just to see how it is at the bottom level there, see if things are working and how we could improve. That's amazing. Well, you, you're going to give us uh, a ton of more information about your unit. Uh, digging right into it right now, uh, how old is the community? Uh, so the recent iteration of the community is around two years old, but we, uh, we started it back in 2007, uh, a long, okay. long time ago, but nice. it's been on and off, uh, depending on kind of life, uh, life situation of the members, but of uh, course but yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> so since when, since Arma 1 or Arma 2? Because 2007 uh, it, would be Arma 1, maybe? That's right. Uh, we actually started playing lots of different games, uh. Oh, back okay, in the day right? but yeah yeah operation flashpoint armor one armor two going into it but it's been on and off it's been a great great ride honestly okay cool and so how many players do you have now in the community and how much have you had i mean in the past what's your what's your record uh, we started like any community, just a few cool guys coming together, doing like little four-man patrol operations uh -huh. and, and all that back in the day. But we generally progressed and progressed. Now uh, we have over, uh, I think, 1,200 uh, likes, just people following us. Uh, but our main operations uh, are roughly 42 to 48 people on a regular basis. And uh, uh, because we are a little bit flexible when it comes to uh, when operations are run or who runs them, uh, it can uh, it can definitely vary. Okay, I get it. And uh, so, how does the the chain of command work? I mean, inside uh, the unit and inside the game. I guess it it's completely different. Obviously, uh, you said you were the director here in yeah. the unit, uh, but uh, how does do you have subordinates? Uh, how does it work? That's right. So our uh, our structure inside the game is completely separate from uh, from outside of the game. Inside of the game, it's simply what you slot up as. It's whatever you want to play for that operation. We do have certifications and seniority and all of that kind of stuff, but it really is up to the Zeus. They're the game master. They get to dictate that sort of thing. Who gets to come, uh, what kind of roles are assigned to whom, that kind of thing. Uh, outside of the game, uh, all of it is based on experience as well as time in the unit, as well as how much um, you show inside of operations, how much knowledge you know, as well as a little bit of uh, other things, the X factors like uh, being able to team lead very well or uh, know a lot of the doctrine. So over time, you slowly gain uh, rates is what we call them based on what your peers think you should be. So it's not a regular hierarchy as uh, as per a lot of other units, like a regular military milsim, but it's uh, pretty much your peers um, agreeing on what level you're at. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love the fact that you're you're explaining things so precisely and and so. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm understanding every single word you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Thank it, you. I, you can see that you've been explaining this over and over again uh, to your members, and it's so fluid, and that really sticks with what I've been observing on your Discord. I've been going through the channels and seeing. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, you know, you know the the channels where you explain 
explain how the unit works and how uh, water ranks, the, the, that kind of information. It's so precise, so clear. There's no uh, no information getting in the way of, of that kind of thing. It, uh, I love it. Great. Yeah, no, I, I've been it's in a lot of clear. communities. Yeah, I've been in a lot of communities where that sort of thing is unclear, where there are a lot of hurdles for people to hop into. Maybe it's by design, but for us, we really wanted it to be as open as possible. You can hop in. It's very clear what you have to do. It's a step-by-step -step process of exactly what you have to do, and you can hop in an operation within minutes of finishing mm -hmm. that process. So it's it's a good time. That's cool. And where are uh, your members from? Uh, do you have some from all over the world? I believe you're uh, living in, in Canada. That's um, right. But you're Polish. Is that what you said? That's right. Before? I was born in okay. Poland. I was there for uh, for most of my life. Uh, but I live in Canada now. Uh, I got the citizenship here. So mm -hmm. awesome. And uh, no, it's it's been honestly a great time. And, and so where are your members from? Basically? Yeah, so the majority of our members are, are usually from the United States, continental United States. Uh, but we do have a quite a large and growing EU community. Everyone from Austria, Germany, Czech Republic, Netherlands. Uh, we even have some Spaniards and Frenchmen as well. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I, think, uh, I think the most exotic of our members uh, are ones uh, from the Middle East as well as uh, some, uh, some out all the way in Eastern Japan. We had to set up a, a completely separate server for our Australians and Japanese and all of that kind of stuff uh -huh. because uh, of the ping. But they don't mind hopping into uh, some of our uh, North American and European ones, even though they, uh, <laughs> they, they don't have the greatest connections. We, uh, we, we, we make do. Okay, well, I'm I'm very keen into uh, talking about that kind of thing, that precise point of your community, because uh, I've experienced it, and it's a very cool feature. Uh, we'll talk about it more in detail later on, but Absolutely. you I'd guys, you you guys have uh, a lot of operation in one day. You you guys <laughs> yes. can put out three operations in three different time zones uh, at the maybe at the <laughs> same time. It's just incredible. I want to talk about it, that uh, just after. We're just going to stick back to the main sure. flow here with uh, so. When do you play? Well, it's not too off, actually. But when do you play? What days? Uh, I just said a bit, uh, uh, talked about, uh, about it just a few seconds ago. Uh, you, you kind of play a few times in one day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and what day? How did you choose those days? Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it wasn't like this at the beginning. Originally, we had maybe an operation or two uh, a week and, and one big operation, kind of uh, stuff that regular communities have, a big mm -hmm. operation with plan and briefings. But as we grew and we cultivated a lot of really good Zeus's and we got to the point where we could be very picky about who operates and, and who directs and, and who does their job we actually were able to have people that are so passionate, so creative that they could create two to four operations every single day for the past two years. If you take a look at our Gilded page, you could see our calendar. Every single day has been populated and not just with community meetings, actual real life operations that usually last an hour or two. Our bigger ones that are on the weekends, uh, usually the Friday, Saturday or Sunday are uh, twice a month and uh, they uh, they do garner the 48 people with bigger briefings and everything like that but why we chose those days because a lot of the we were really 
you were created to fill a need that a lot of communities didn't have. A lot of communities have their two operations a week, fantastic operations, lots of people, but in between it's usually training or, or smaller operations or anything like that. We want it to be that unit people can go to and whenever they log on, they could reliably find an operation within their time zone that they can join. And they could have a good time. They could just hop in. Don't worry about ranks. Don't worry about signing up. Don't worry about any of that kind of stuff. They grab a role, do what they want to do, get a little bit of direction as to what kit and what the operation could be. But we wanted it to be an ease of access. That's really the main uh, focus. Indeed, that's one thing I personally experienced with you guys is really like you grabbed me one day, one day or two. I think it happened twice, I think. Yeah, I think we, uh, we you, touched you, base there on Twitter yeah, and then you, it just you happened. You grabbed me on, on Discord and said, hey, uh, we're on an operation right now. Are you free? I said, yes, <laughs> jump in. Boom, I was in the game. Boom, in the operation. Yeah, like, I said five that the, clicks, uh, <laughs> five I said the Radio Arma host was online and everyone's like, all right, let's do it. And we, I think we did uh, we did a operation there in uh, in Zimbabwe or a historical Zimbabwe or something that like that. That was cool. I mean, I mean, just uh, just willing to play, okay, in a, in a, in. I mean, it's still milsim. It's not just uh, jumping into a server and that's right and doing some some whatever. Just what the fuck shit. Yeah, it's uh, not public zeus. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not public zeus. It's it was directed uh, to, from beginning to the end, and uh, I mean, all I had to do basically is just download the mod pack, connect to the server, and boom. That was incredible. Oh yeah. How many people do you have in a current? Uh, currently in a, in an average uh, mission in, during so, the day? Yeah, so usually it's 12 to 16 during every single operation. If you choose a very strange time, like uh, let's say 4 a.m., our mm -hmm. time where the Europeans are at work and NA is still sleeping. Sometimes you get a few less, maybe the eight, but uh, that's honestly when some of our best operations happen. I, I used to love those small tight-knit operations but uh usually 12 to 16 uh during our four operations per day and then uh every other week we have a large operation we garner around 48 people so uh, it's a nice company size element and we're able to uh to do larger combined arms operations i see that's cool so now we're going to be jumping into uh well the the actual milsim what happens when you play uh but first i wanted to halt on one topic sure uh, people listening all uh, i now used to it i always push in a topic some something for uh, to get some reaction you know yeah and uh and today it's it's going to be about gilded uh, i saw that you guys have gilded you talked about it a few minutes yeah. ago and uh so how good for a unit how good are those kind of tools like gilded uh i mean for a good organization for uh, for the life of a unit for planning that kind of thing it's a really fantastic tool. It's uh, it's free, of course, just like Discord for the main features. Uh, we originally started with some homebrew uh, stuff where we just post operations in a Discord channel, or we'd have a, a sign up sheet there on a on a Google Doc or something like that. But we moved to Gilded because it's essentially a calendar built for. Uh, planning these sort of operations people anyone with a zeus role so pretty much uh, hand-picked that is able to reliably do zeus can hop in there they throw the map in they throw a small briefing they put a, a name in and they could just hop in and do it. it that ease of access we tried to make it as easy as possible with as little barrier as possible and gilded mm -hmm. allows you to do that it's integrated with discord 
you don't have to make an account if you, as long as you have Discord. You press one button, it syncs all your roles, emojis, everything, all your certifications that you've done, and you could just go ahead and and do your role right there. It's really good for uh, documents, uh, so you could put our, all our manuals up there. Uh, it's really good for uh, images. We we have our old media and propaganda channels on there. But the calendar by far is the best in the Discord integration. They have a bot that allows you to post uh, updates 30 minutes ahead of time, as well as allow you to sign up by pressing a role, or sorry, a uh, reaction image on mm-hmm. Discord. So it's all integrated. It's as if it's part of Discord. And that's, I really I really, really couldn't cool. plug, it, uh, plug it more. We started right at the bottom level of Gilded. Uh, right when they started, we were one of the first units on there. And by far, I think it's it's been one of our most used, most reliable tools. That's cool. So uh, another question about Gilded is, is uh, I've uh, seen people try to integrate it and try to move from um, from their old uh, Google Doc to that kind of tool. And I've seen a lot of um, units really struggle with it, uh, not with using it, but with implementing it and, and making people um, use it, actually right. use it on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Um, and uh, how, how hard was it for you guys to convert your whole community to using that tool? So we took a look at how we were doing things. We wanted to make things work. And when Gilded launched, we took a look at the tools. It was still a little bit janky back then, but it started as a a mandate uh, by above, which you know some people don't like. Oh, okay, I guess we have to use this tool. But once people got used to it uh, over the course of probably about a month, people on their own accord wanted to uh, go ahead and use that. And of course, we do push it a little bit whenever someone wants to do a quick and prompt operation. You say, hey, just you know, throw it on Gilded. It'll uh, un- allow people to uh, see on their phone that something's happening if they have the Gilded app. And you'll just get more people. It really allows you to see how many people are coming as well. So you can uh, build uh, the Zeus operation around that. Because sometimes uh, you might get eight people. Sometimes, hey, you know, everyone's got a day off in a certain region of the world. You're suddenly getting 24, 32 people when it should have been a small, you know, 12-person operation. I get it. That's cool. So... Let's dig into your Milsim sure. organization. Uh, you talked about it briefly, but do you guys have trainings in your unit? Yes, we do. Uh, we call them certifications, as well as uh, when a f- when someone comes in, we do we don't really do like an interview, but we just ask them questions, just really integrate them into the community with with a little bit of chatter. Uh, we see where they're at. Uh, we make sure that they know the tools, how to use TFAR, ACE, how familiar they are with the actual game mechanics, uh, what they're interested in, so we can get them on the right, uh, right workflows for Zeus if they're interested or if they want to learn anything else. But we have trainings uh, in the form of certifications where we have our uh, community members, which have been self, uh, self-chosen self to uh, lead these certifications. They mm-hmm. hop in and they can do the training how they wish as long as the final uh, goals are achieved. So we say that for a marksmanship training, the person has to be able to hit a... Uh, target uh, cold bore on the third shot or is able to change targets within a certain amount of seconds and it we really focus on the creativity every single person that we certify that's able to do marksmanship we don't care how you get there we care about the results if you're able to do it the proper way if you're able to use the tools the a tracks or whatever it is mm-hmm. to see. make that happen 
Right. Just listening to you talking about it and it made me um, made me feel like uh, the. I mean, it's not uh, it's not bad. I'm not going to say anything bad, but it mm -hmm. makes me feel like it's uh, it's uh, like a professional environment. You know, uh, the words basically certification, uh, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. It really it makes me think of my professional environment, and it's it's a completely different approach of. Uh, of the game as yeah, yeah. Uh, as we used to seeing it. Yeah, usually you see a lot of uh, required trainings with a specific group of guys that you have every single week or whatever it is for regular Milsim. For us, uh, if you wanted to be a marksman and you can tell the Zeus, hey, I really know my marksmanship stuff. I just didn't, I wasn't able to get the cert. Can I try to be a marksman for this one? Our Zeuses are skilled enough that they're able to integrate that. So if mm -hmm. you really want to do something and you're passionate about it, Try it out. If you're not very good at it, the Zeus is going to say, well, you tried it this time. We recommend the marksmanship certification just to get the main details ironed out. And then if you want to be a marksman again on one of my operations, just let me know. That's and honestly, cool. it's, it really is the quality of people that we have. It would not work if we didn't handpick and choose quality members because otherwise that stuff would get pushed right under the carpet and you start having chaos it's mm. really the the it, it's a testament to the professionalism of the guys and at first we didn't think it'd work uh keeping it open and uh and free for anyone to do but the people they're interested in it they want to do it of their own accord even though it's not required and giving people that freedom was probably one of our 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 best uh best goals or best um best ways of uh being successful honestly that's um, nice to hear anyways. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, um, so uh, what are your main mission themes? Basically, mm -hmm. uh, how do you choose the theme around um, the missions you're going to do? Uh, is it the Zeus that completely creates it yep. from scratch? Or um, is there, uh, I mean, I don't know, some some trends or some kind of things? Yeah, so think about it like a tabletop game. Every Zeus has their own campaigns that they run uh, with their own continuities um, and everything like that. Our main thread that is interwined between everybody, we have a Wikipedia with the lore and world building and all of that kind of stuff where uh, Zeuses are encouraged to put in their characters and events and groups so that mm -hmm. other Zeuses can pull from all of that. But uh, the main themes are everything from coin... Uh, like counterinsurgency stuff to asymmetrical warfare to really, really high-end uh, special forces. But the thing is, the entire theme of the unit is we're able to do all of that because we're a private military company. And we get to do any kind of mission profiles that, a, uh, that people hire us for. So we, that yeah. so that basically is the story bef behind the name. That's right. Be behind Ishlan International. That's I was the right. I was counting on on just falling into this this uh this topic and it's perfectly timed. Uh <laughs> so Ishlan International for you guys in in the role play would be being in a, a private company and That's right. now now I I can connect why you're talking about certifications all those words that are really professional right uh, well, corporate rather than military corporate rather than military you just said it uh well that perfectly suits yeah how you guys work uh, it's completely uh, suited and it, it connects now oh 100 
How do you manage difficulty uh, of the mission, of the AIs? Um, is that left to the zoos or is it um, like, did you agree with all the zoos that uh, you wanted some, some, some operations that were uh, more or less easy, more or less uh, mm -hmm. hard, uh, that kind of thing? How did, you, how did you deal with all that? So overall, we have some best practice guidelines for the Zeus's, uh, when and where to use different uh, ACE AI presets. Uh, we use a fantastic modification uh, made by the guys at VCOM. They really, really help out uh, when it comes to not having to micromanage the AI into doing realistic things. But uh, we do everything from very, very realistic, which is what we're trying to hit, to near the end, uh, The Zeus's want to make a beginning, middle, and end. And sometimes sometimes the guys really want to have that 80s action movie feeling at the end of the operation when they get extracted, when the helicopter comes in. They're just dragging bodies, carrying guys, body bags, making sure our guys aren't left behind. Mm -hmm. And the AI is still very skilled, but we put the, uh, we put the accuracy a little bit down, make sure that uh, there's a lot of fire. So there is a little bit of that role play, but most of the time, especially during the beginning and middle of the operation, we're very, very harsh on the players because we expect them to perform at a very high level. And as long as you make them perform at a high level consistently, they won't be running out into the open and getting shot because they know that that's going to fail. Mm -hmm. um, VCOM, yeah, VCOM allows that uh, the firefights actually happen at very realistic distances rather than ARMA. People seem to be blind sometimes and, yeah. uh, and, or, uh, or be complete uh, aimbots. So it's, it's a little tough. But with VCOM, you actually have realistic uh, distances of engagement and, and firefights. I, I, can't, uh, I can't recommend that mod enough. Cool. Well, let's dig into mods now. That's sure. uh, one of the big pieces of, of uh, a unit, an armor 3 unit um, in particular. Um, what mods do you use? Do you have like uh, the the I I bet you use the like the usual IHS Ace that kind of thing. Yes. Do you guys have special mods that you feel like stick out? You just mentioned uh, things that VCOM? stick out. Yep. So we use VCOM for AI. It's actually a pretty common one, other than uh, ASR. So those are the two big ones. We prefer VCOM just for uh, for Zeus. We use Steam Workshop for all of them. So as long as they're on Steam Workshop, we uh, we go in and then and make sure that they're vetted. They have uh, keys and all that good stuff. But um, we actually create our own mod as well, uh, where we take a lot of the vanilla stuff, retexture it, customize it, make sure that it works, um, and. It's it's a really really good mod, honestly. We we add everything from gestures to flags to compositions and everything like that. So that'd probably be the biggest one that sticks out. But um, uh, we use uh, the great faction mods by uh, 3CB. Shout out to those guys and uh, Tfar. That those mm -hmm. would really be the 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 big ones. But our big stick out mod is the one we make ourselves. Well. Tell us more about it. Uh, what exactly, and and how did you get to building your own mods? I mean, uh, uh, it's obviously not something that anyone can do. Uh, it takes a lot of learning, um, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, tell me more about that kind of of uh, of activity you have in the team. Well, I I have to be honest, it wasn't easy. Uh, the uh, the the scripting language at Arma and modding it's not the most intuitive thing but the uh, the guys there on the uh, Arma 3 Discord uh, 
really, really helped me out when I, with all my questions. But over time, uh, once you start learning kind of how things are built and the configuration files and editing uh, using uh, using the object builder and all that kind of stuff, it starts getting it starts getting easier and easier on it. But uh, I saw gaps in what my guys wanted to use. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't satisfied with a lot of the quality of some of the third-party mods. So I said, you know what, I'm going to spend a little bit of time and see what I can make. So I started with retexturing, I started uh, modeling, I started grabbing what I can from uh, from different community makers and, and working with them uh, to uh, to improve their mods as well. And that got me a lot of uh, a lot of experience. I finally posted the mod to the public, and it actually got a really, really good response. Okay, so we can access that that mod uh, That's right. created by you and your team on the workshop, is that it? That's right, and uh, it's got around 13,000 unique uh, visitors now and uh, about to hit 3,000 subscribers, so I think we're doing something right. <laughs> That's cool. Well, we'll put a, a link in the description for people to check it out uh, great, and, yeah. and eventually play it. Yeah, and if you guys have any tips, the greatest thing is just comment on there. Uh, if you actually take a look at the comments, somebody said, hey, can we get back panels? Can we get these kind of uh, gear? Can we get this kind of gear? And, you know, I just sit down for an hour, make it happen, bang it out, and uh, and you guys get to enjoy it. So definitely take a look at the mod. That's cool. Well, we'll have to have you for a more detailed uh, discussion about mods sure. and mod creation, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, there's a lot of very talented people out there. Very talented. Um, yeah, uh, very insanely talented. Man. Even <laughs> we can we can escalate this uh, very far. I mean, people are ge- geniuses out there creating amazing content uh, oh, for yeah. the community and by the community, and. I'm always interested in, in, I'm also a self-made SQF um, scripter. Very so I, nice. I do a lot of, of scripting. My Most of my time, basically, in Arma is just scripting the shit out of it. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm always interested to talk things over with people that are self-made uh, and that discovered um, this kind of activity through the game and, and, that wasn't their their main activity professional That's activity right. yeah. in real life basically because i'm not i'm no developer in real life so right. obviously i had to learn the basics of development that kind of thing so obviously i'm missing still a lot of things sure but yeah. but but yeah um that is one discussion we'll be putting on the table really soon uh that's a, a, a shout out information for uh, the listeners uh, probably one in 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 a month or two, we'll be putting out a, a detailed discussion about uh, how to learn and where to start and yes. what are the tools to use and that it's... kind of thing. Where to ask questions, basically, uh, because there's plenty of people that have good intentions. They want to help out. They want to create their own shit. They want to you know do all that kind of thing, but never know where to start and sometimes i mean the wiki is a huge knowledge knowledge base it's amazing when you know how to use it but how do you use it and and when do you use it it's very important yeah getting that getting that first step in the door is is tough but uh, once you get into it once you start learning how it's all together that wiki is is definitely your friend and and reach out to your buddies they're they really know a lot of stuff. Really smart guys mm-hmm, out there. Indeed, yeah. So back to the topic, you said that you guys used a workshop. Is that correct? 
Yeah, so uh, some people use Armor 3 Sync. We use the Workshop. It's as simple as dragging a file right into your uh, Steam launcher or your Armor 3 launcher, and it, it just it just works, as, as Todd Howard would say. I'm pleased to hear that because, oh, man, the Armor 3, thing, Armor 3 Sync. I completely understand why people use Armor 3 Sync, but mm-hmm. it's uh, the learning curve is too harsh, man. It's it. Yeah, I, I have a I little bit it. of experience with Armor 3 Sync, but... Uh, Anything's better than uh, than play with six back in the day. That was a good time. Oh yes, I see. <laughs> yeah, they, they, shout out to them by the way. They they died out. Uh, but uh, they know. were amazing. I mean, they did they did a good job at the beginning, but it yeah. was a little janky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how large is your mod pack? I mean, for do you pick? Um, do you have a, a global mod pack in which you pick special? Uh, things that you need for one operation that will be different from the other? So part of the ease of access is that we update our mod pack as new things come out, but we maintain the same mod pack over all operations. Mm -hmm. It keeps things uh, easy. Uh, It it saves a lot of time when people are hopping in. Um, And we try to keep the mod pack as lean as possible. Um, but we uh, we have a lot of good functions that really work for us. Uh, whatever kind of gaps that we have, we try not to add massive mods for one or two items that we're going to use. Mm-hmm. Instead, we just add them to our mod pack uh, by making our own Git. Okay, got it. So, um, so that was about the mod pack, but in your mod pack, obviously, you use terrains. Uh, yeah. What is your personal i mean i'm talking about you frostbite what's your what's your perfect what's your preference as terrain do you have one terrain that really sticks out and that (laughs) you'll you'll use over and over and over as a zeus yeah no uh so probably either lithium or or annie zay so uh, i i really like my my desert terrains and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the guys always make fun of me for choosing terrains that are very flat i think that i use terrains that are that are pretty hilly but all right flat it is um, okay. Big shout out to, uh, to Tempa over there for for all the trains he makes. Every single one that he's put out so far has been fantastic. Uh, those are my favorite set of terrain. But overall, I'd say Lithium or Anise. Just the amount of different operations and detail put into those uh, maps is is astounding. Great. Okay. And do you have do you see in your community special terrains that uh, that come back uh, a lot, or do you use a lot of modded? I mean community-made terrains or do you use uh, the vanilla ones more we try to stay away from vanilla because anyone can can do vanilla a lot of uh a lot of people are already very familiar with stratus and malden and and altus Mm -hmm. but uh sometimes those maps offer things that other maps don't so we don't choose maps based on what they are in the armiverse our Zeus's think of a, an operation that happened, let's say they, they use uh, real events or anything like that, and they look at a portion of the map that looks or feels like that region of the world, and they just pretend that that's the region of the world. Let's mm-hmm. say we're on lithium. We don't necessarily have to be in Afghanistan. We could be in Iraq, Syria, Saudi Arabia sometimes, whatever it may be. Okay, I get it. So how do you guys mix up now with uh with other units with with um units from different regions from from mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, so uh, usually uh, we're pretty uh, self-contained. We uh, we don't do a lot of joint operations or anything like that. Uh, we we do reach out to other units, talk to them about how they do things, uh, best practices, everything like that. Uh, just you know, one on one with other units. Sometimes we uh, we bring in uh, individual community uh, ambassadors, such as yourself, for example, on Radio mm-hmm. Arma. Bring them in, show them what we're all about, uh, that kind of thing. But um, usually, when it comes to the mix up with other units, usually me and some of the uh, like uh, executives and managers and and coordinators we hop into other units and uh, and ask hey can we can we hop in see how you guys are doing things uh grab really good uh ideas that they had and give a few of ideas that uh, we're really trying to improve everyone as we go but when it comes to joint ops and mixing up with other units we're pretty self-contained okay uh right well that's pretty good that you're at least um yeah learning from others and trying to uh, oh yeah learn things to to others that's it's cool. a constant learning process and people honestly some of the other communities they come up with great ideas and and we try to help out as well that's great um so about the future of Ishland international um how so the game has turned six years this week um, oh yeah it's old af for me for me to yeah for me to to stay polite um i mean i'm I've, my whole gaming life have been has been dedicated to armor so oh, yeah. I, i'm i'm not going to um say too much about the the fact that it's old i'm very content with that yep but how do you as a unit stay i mean passionate at passionate about the game how do you guys make things still entertaining after six years uh so it's usually the nice honestly it's a big testament to the zeus's and the and the and the units uh we keep things active by doing seasonal events like uh, around october or christmas or or any big events that happen, we we tend to mix things up a little bit. Let's say when a big new Star Wars movie comes out, uh, we go ahead and grab that opposition mod with Star Wars. Or during Halloween, we allow Zeus's to do some uh, more zombie operations once in a while or anything like that. So we try to keep it fun and entertaining like that. But the deep rabbit hole, the well of different things that are happening in the world, as well as our lore uh, being a part of the world, having your character an actual important piece of the world, and recurring characters and uh, the campaign, the, the the overarching story of Echelon is what keeps people around. I get it. Oh, that's that's um, that's cool. A lot of people, I I hear a lot of people indeed say this, the 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 same thing about uh, keeping things um, different from what one operation to another what yeah. really sticks out here is you're you're uh, doing both ways basically you're you're uh, making things um different and also keeping things that really work and and making them live through time yeah that's right and honestly the the zeus's are are, are really the the most valuable on this one they are all from different regions. They all have different ideas, different styles. Zeus's have their own followings that, oh my gosh, it's going to be a, a cloudy op or a, or a Gaian op or a frost op. You know, everyone has their own style. Some are a little more hardcore. Some are That's a little cool. bit more 80s action movie. So, and so you've every got single a, one has a, their a own. fan base inside your own. That's unit. right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so you have cool. your own following and and getting those those it's it's again like Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of uh, any kind of tabletop. You hop in, you want to continue on that campaign, you want to be part of it, you want you want to be a part of the world, and it feels good. Do you want to keep um, expanding your 
your group, your unit? Do you still are you still recruiting new people after six years, or do you have your own base and stay on it? Yeah, we always we always look for for more quality people and new people as well uh, that are willing to learn. You know that there isn't we don't have a huge uh, learning uh, learning uh, what's the word for process. It? Uh, yeah, we, we try to we try to build people up the proper way. Um, we are looking to expand as usual, but uh, I was actually asking the members recently and and saying, do you feel like the uh, the current operation levels and uh, should we be expanding as a group slowly? Should we be opening floodgates? Uh, as it is right now, we're eighteen plus. We're very picky as to uh, the type of people that come in. Um, we used to be very very open when it came to any age or any kind of maturity level. And we dealt with it, but we felt like a lot of problems were happening because of that. Once we got so big that we started being able to pick and choose individuals, high quality people, it it really started to to kick off. So yeah, we are expanding, but uh, if you hop in, we're, we're not expecting you to you know be be some kind of arma genius, but we just expect you to be a cool guy. That's it. That's nice. And what's your personal? I'm talking to you, Frostbite, not, not right. about the unit, of yeah. course. Um, what what do you see, what would you like, sorry, to see coming in, in uh, not Armour 3, maybe, because uh, only small content, or or not, I don't know. Third-party content. We're Third party. Still, yeah, we're still waiting for, for uh, some, uh, some cool um, community-created DLCs. Crossing um, my fingers for those. <laughs> yeah, also. And uh, But what will you want to see coming in Armour 3 and Armour 4, especially, if it comes one day? Arma 4, hopefully. Uh, we're looking, uh, what I saw, at least for Arma 4, the Infusion Engine, um, as well as the new scripting language, uh, a lot of the stuff is hard-coded in Arma 3 and Arma 2, uh, in, in the, the engine total. I'm mm -hmm. really looking for more modularity. I want to be able to get deeper into these systems as opposed to relying on Bohemia to give us these systems. So I'm really looking forward to the, the engine in Arma 4. I hope that they choose either the very near future or modern times. I, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, historical stuff or uh, really far in the future stuff like um, mm -hmm. any of that. I really hope they keep it grounded like they did with, with Arma 3. Uh, maybe a little bit too, too far in the future for Arma 3. I know that was a big thing. But as the DLCs came out, they started adding older stuff, which I'm really happy with. Um, with Arma 4, hopefully they integrate a lot of stuff that the ace team is doing into the main game but mm -hmm. i understand that that is a monumental effort the ace team is a, is a f pretty much a full-time team for the for the features they put in and maybe for wider appeal isn't exactly what everyone's looking for so scripting language uh modularity and the time uh time frame or sorry not the time but the uh, the setting of arma 4 i hope they uh they keep it consistent cool well, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for decent uh, sounds. Um, yeah, they, they did. They did an amazing work uh, re uh, resounding the some. I don't know if that yeah, is with, correct. With the tail in and the lower end, uh, the higher with, dynamic range. Yeah, with with a lot of things in Livonia, you know, when with contact yes. DLC, they they implemented a few a few updates here. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. the MX weapon, uh, Veneta in armor. Well, that MX weapon got a new sound, a shooting sound, that kind of sounds thing. great. Well, I'm looking for more. I, I recently this week installed Insurgency. I mean, the game. I don't like the game. It's shit, but. 
Agreed. The sound, man. Yes, when, the immersion. When, when a freaking uh, A-10 comes in and bombards the, 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 the battlefield, it sounds like a real A-10. Yes, Go do does. that in Alma 3. It sounds dumb. Yeah, we, and, we, have, we have a few mods that help that out, but again, yeah. it's, it's not ideal. Yeah, but... Yeah, you have to count on mods. That's the problem. Exactly, yeah. And if the default game was uh, a level up, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't need so many mods. And I'm not Agreed. a mod lover. Uh, people know that. But yeah, that again, uh, I love Armor 3, but the immersion, we need more immersion Agreed. through sound. Totally. And and a quick shout out to uh, to the guys um, that are making a Squad as well. I know this is about Arma, but Squad has a very similar level of immersion for yeah. uh, for audio. For, Fantastic for audio. work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah. So, so to me, I mean, if if Arma Four has to stick out, uh, well, they're going to have. I mean, that's just an obligation. They're going to have to uh, uh, follow the lead or be the lead here. And you know, step uh, have something more than just uh, we're just a sandbox that that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, it, that kind of thing has some limits, I think. But yeah, whatever. maybe we'll maybe, see. maybe making things not so script heavy. So making things a little bit m more uh, intuitive. Like if I want to breach a door, let me do it in a way that's that's realistic, not uh, not going through five menus to make it happen, and then uh, getting teleported to the side of the door and doing some weird animation, <laughs> or, get it, or getting pushed by the door, <laughs> or or through the door. Sometimes it's always or a good time. Door, yeah, yeah, there you go. But that, I guess that's more about the engine how yeah. it's uh, it's done. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we'll see. We're just spectators here, and we'll be uh, obviously greeting on the four with um, a lot of love. Make it happen, Bohemia! Hell yeah! Um. About uh, the we we talked about uh, the the new DLCs coming out. Um, yeah, Bohemia Interactive DLCs and uh, community made DLCs. That's right. Uh, what did you think about Globe Mobile DLC and what did you think about Contact DLC? Uh, for global mobilization, uh, we were talking about it before release quite a bit. If we were going to make it a, a, an integral part of the community, uh, because of the way they rolled out the uh, the monetization scheme on it. Uh, we effectively saw zero use. Um, the guys who bought Global Mobilization, we did not use it at all. Zero. Uh, we tried it for a little bit. We liked the use of the vehicles, the, uh, the M60 tanks, that kind of stuff. But all of their effort for our community, all the really cool uh, kits that they have and vehicles and everything, it ended up getting zero use because of that monetization, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. I did. I personally, um, when it launched, uh, the campaign didn't want to complete for... Uh, it just gave me a lot of stops. So they're ironing out those bugs, but I felt like global mobilization because of the monetization um, and the big... Uh, the... Uh, the backlash that the community gave was was definitely uh, definitely warranted. Mm -hmm. And about contact, did you play it? Yes, I played it all the way through. I was actually pretty excited about it. Uh, it was a it was a good length. I liked the side stories and within Arma's engine and within what they were trying to do at, at a low budget because they're they're focusing on other things. Uh, they did a great job. The audio was fantastic. The idea was great. It, it did feel a little bit alien. I, I was I was expecting the regular cliche aliens. No, but it actually tried to feel like a first contact scenario. 
I don't like that they uh, that they made it seem like uh, like like my people, I guess Livonians, the Polish, were uh, were a little bit trigger happy when it came to seeing the aliens. So that's that's a personal that's a personal. They, they felt a little incompetent, especially during uh, the first mission, which spoilers is uh, is a uh, is a training exercise with the Livonians, for example. But I love the the ramp up to that initial contact with the aliens, where uh, a UAV uh, made a mistake due to you know GPS and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It felt great. It, it was a great uh, build up. But once the aliens happened, um, ah, it was it was pretty 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 standard. Cool. Well, we all feel basically the same about uh, Contact DLC here and, yeah. and about um, GlobeMob DLC. Um, hopefully, we'll see uh, other content coming out uh, soon. Yes. I don't think we'll be seeing uh, armor, I mean, Bohemian-made content uh until the end uh well yep. I, I don't know i mean we we could be surprised contact surprises pretty well yes that, that, that was uh, that, that was rumor of the old man dlc or whatever that might be uh, that yeah old man dlc um well we'll, we'll see we'll see yeah uh, i know i know the team is getting a lot of pressure for that so we'll 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 see we'll We'll try here at at Radio Arma not to talk too much about it because <laughs> we've got info and also we don't have info, so Ooh. it's it's kind of weird. So understood. We, we'll try and keep the surprise until the end. Especially, it'll be a surprise for us also. So we're not going to say stupid things and then you know for get, sure. get yeah. backstabbed by the community because we said nonsense. Uh, so we'll wait. The excitement but, is there. Yeah, That's what and, I'm saying. and and also that community made. DLCs. We're still waiting for at least two others. Uh, so yeah, uh, I know that two others are probably coming. I don't know if it'll happen or not. I know they're pretty much advanced. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 excited to see what the these guys are going to to put out. What kind of theme they're going to do and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. We'll, we're, well, we're kind of getting to the end, uh, to, to the bottom of this uh, cool interview with you, Frostbite, about yeah. uh, Echelon International. Uh, as a closing, we always here at uh, Radio Arma have a one question that we love to put out on the uh, on the on the guest is, "What's your Armagasm moment <laughs> in Arma 3? I want to know oh. that. What, what's your one moment that will always stay engraved in your memory? God, there's so many over the years, but uh, I think I think one of them was uh, was when we were just doing like a, a big old combined assault uh, operation on uh, Fallujah of all things, and uh, and me and my team, I was uh, I was just a fire team leader, a lowly fire team leader, just four, four guys, you know, three guys other than myself, and and we were uh, we were we got a little bit lost because there was a uh, we got um, enveloped by uh, by the enemy. Uh, one time, uh, all I heard was garbled over the radio because we were inside an urban area. Just uh, that an uh, anti-air uh, missile has been fired. That something's going on, and I'm like, "Oh no, okay, perfect. That's probably like in the AO a kilometer away. No big deal." And uh, suddenly, this helicopter, this UH-60, just comes in right through uh, a big uh, gap in the buildings, and it starts spinning around like Mogadishu, like Blackhawks, uh, Blackhawk Down style, and lands right in front of us, unscripted, completely. And we're just, we're just battening down the hatches. Uh, it was, it was such a good time. And it, it really did. It was, it was at night. The sound was there. The long range kind of 
fire was going on and it was so unexpected. I know it seems like a pretty mundane sort of situation, but those small moments where you're in the dark with your buddies, you know them all super, super well, and you just want to, you know, complete that objective and something crazy like that happens completely unscripted from someone like a kilometer and a half away in your unit that put that input in, took out that UH-60 and 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 made it fall next to... Uh, just small things like that really, really put that, it together I think, for me. I think, yeah, that's completely it. I mean, unscripted things and unexpected things are always the best in, oh, in yeah. Armor 3. I mean, every single guest that comes in the show always comes in with something that was never ever yeah. in their deepest dreams um planned or or that kind of thing it just bumped into them and they were so stunned that it was just like what exactly it felt like something scripted from uh from a silly like call of duty game or something like uh, all gillied up where uh where they that hind you know just lands right next to price and nearly cuts his head off with the blade kind of deal it was it was that close it was pretty intense super cool so how can people listening uh get in touch with you with uh, the community your community how can what kind of links can they can they access to to get in touch with you or get more information about you yeah easiest way is to go to our unit page there at uh, echelon.international it's just no www no dot com or whatever just echelon.international we'll take you to the unit page it has links to our discord an email uh, there uh, to our gilded our steam everything like that the best way to get in touch with us go to our website hit the discord say hi we'll get you set up and you could play an op that very same day cool well we'll put all the links in the description of course as usual and i'm going to that's a, a big shout out for information for all the listeners i'm going yeah. to try from now on to post uh, th that was actually something that was suggested by q from uh, from the uh, ifa3 team everyone great guys knows, every, everyone knows q well he suggested that we post uh, the the you know the the plan the, the the questions that we were going to ask to the host so that people that wanted to know what was going to be asked about but didn't want to listen to it to discover it even though i mean i'm more into people just uh, <laughs> listening just listen you'll 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 know what we're talking about and obviously you'll be uh, listening and, and following the show as it evolves um but yeah we'll be posting the plan uh the interview plan each time um i don't i still don't know where i'm still trying to figure out which is the correct location either the website or the the description or i don't know i'll, I'll find a way and uh obviously I'll, i'll post that as soon as possible for every single um interview we have or most most of them because we probably lost a few uh, plans or two yeah but we'll see um anyways apart from that it was an amazing interview frostbite it was uh i, I was very happy that we finally managed to to yes. uh, schedule that it was a pain in the ass schedule it's been a while it, yeah but, but in the end, I mean, it's uh, it's just amazing, and and your community is doing great, and that's all we love in Armor Three. I'm right. going to say goodbye now, Frost, and 
I'll see every single one of you listeners uh, in two weeks for the next uh, for the next show. I don't know if it's going to be an interview or or a, a big topics uh, topic that we're going to be talking about. Anyways, it's always a very pleasure to have you all on the show. Um, you can, as usual, find us at radioarma.com and at radioarma on Twitter. Have a good day, everyone. See you, Frostbite. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Flash. Thank you.